millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dave, our guest today is Adam Felber. He's uh, been a friend of mine for many years. Uh, but before we do that, I think you should tell people to uh, review and subscribe. I uh, Leave would... comments too, maybe. Yeah, you know what? Let's uh, review and subscribe and leave comments, maybe. Where should they do that? On tunes, iTunes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Six Unseemly Questions. I'm your host, Victor Varnado, and this is Dave Rosinski. Yay. Yay. All right. I'll, I like that one. Sidekick to the stars. Now, okay. uh, you guys. <laughs> Psychic to the stars. Yeah. Uh, on our show today as our contestant is Adam Felber. Thanks for coming in. Thanks a lot, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. It really is. In uh, our studio audience is Eric Drysdale and Gabe Pacheco. All right. Uh, also is Rebecca Trent from the Creek and Cave. Yeah. We're uh, actually recording here live at the Creek in the Cave. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. This is what's going to happen today, Adam. Uh, I'm going to ask you six unseemly questions. Uh, at the end of each of your answers, I will either ring a bell if I like your answer, or I will not ring the bell and tell you why I didn't ring the bell for that answer. At the end of the show, no matter how many bells you got, I will decide whether or not your appearance on the show is worth giving you $5. Okay. Okay. That's so the, how bell, it works. the bell and the questions aren't necessary, and the $5 are not what? correlated. Wait, who, where are you getting these questions from? Yeah. Yeah, the bell. I'm, where am I getting the questions? No, he's asking me. Oh, oh his questions. Where is he getting his questions Yeah, from? about the bell and the $5. I'm a big like, fan of the podcast. A lot of people want to know what the rules are. And that's the thing. All right. Uh, <laughs> it is time for question number one. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, which one of your kids is your favorite? I hate that I have to give the answer that's true because it's going to sound false. Well, you don't have to give the answer that is true. You can, you can, you can deceive me if you. Okay, then it's a little girl. Take the boy. No, no, because, because the, the the true answer to that question, and I never would have guessed this when I, before I was a parent, is that there is no answer to it. You can't oh. answer that one. It's not quantifiable like that. It's like which which one of your nuts do you prefer? Okay, so, so I, I can totally understand that. So where... you refuse to answer Victor's question. I am answering it honestly. With I really am. No answer. With no answer. Okay, how about we categorize it? Which one of your kids would you favor backing you up in a fight? Oh, um, I think right now or like later when they're both grown up? Because there's a four-year age difference. Right now? Right now, I, I need the boy at my back. So, who, wait, who's, who's the boy is the oldest? The boy's ten. So, and, and I guess then the girl's six. Six, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. She just turned six, too. I mean, okay. like, she'd be so, in a bar fight. I, so, you're against... You know, having some six-year-old backups? I just don't think she'd be as good at it. I really think she'd uh, she'd be fierce, maybe even fiercer than the boy, but I just think physical skills-wise, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen your son do backflips, so... Yeah, he can... Fl- well, he does front flips. He oh, can't, front he flips can't on the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen your son do a front flip, so I'm guessing that he would be okay in a fight if it came down if to... If it really it. came down to a struggle, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be all right. All right, so I, I'll tell you what. I, I really did enjoy who would be better in a fight... But I'm not going to give you a bell because 
I I think that deep down, dark inside you, there is a there's a there's a favorite. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm I th- just I guessing. Think, I think you're wrong. I'm just, I could be wrong. I could be 100% wrong. It's your bell. That It, it is my bell, <laughs> and, it, and it's your kid. So it's, it's, really, <laughs> it's really, you know for sure. Uh, but uh, that was our first question. You right. did not get a bell on it, but uh, why don't you talk a little bit about what you do? Now, you are on a lot of different uh uh, podcasts and productions. Yeah. Since Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me just had a big anniversary. Yeah, we just did our 20th anniversary show in Chicago. Um, there were 15 panelists on stage. And I was one of the like three guys there who um, was a panelist from the first year. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so you really are... Cool. You, you're really deserving of the 20 years. So there are other well, people there who didn't st- deserve it as much as you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because like you remember that when that started, people... You know, on our comedy scene in New York, would describe it as from stage as Adam's imaginary NPR show because it wasn't on in New York, and that was hysterically funny. And I was like, no, I'm paying my rent with this imaginary show, and that's really sad. Um, and uh, now you're on a show. Uh, uh, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. That is correct. How's that going? Can I ring the bell for you, or no? No, you don't. Have to ring you're the bell. right. Um, it's going really well. I really enjoy it, mm-hmm. um, Paula. Um, as we, as you know, is as kind of a theme on the show. She doesn't really um, quiet down or stay focused at any point, right? And it's kind of my job to, to, to the extent that it's possible, rein her in or keep her on track. And it's, yeah, re- it's really Paul, fun to do. I get it. I mean, Paula Poundstone is my is your Dave Rosinski. Yeah, right. but but Dave uh, Dave picks his spots. Mm-hmm. You know, Paula's spot is everywhere. Wow! Finally, at least someone's defending me. It, it has taken a while for Dave to pick his spots. I mean, he did have a time when he did not pick his spots, but now he's like, he's total pro at this. Yeah. Internet. <laughs> birds. Yes, Dave, there is an internet. <laughs> and there are birds. Wow. Uh, wonderful. Let's move on to question number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, he, when will you write another book? Uh, I read your first book. Uh-huh. Uh, so when are you writing your next big book? Here's a, here's a scoop for you. Uh-huh. I wrote a book in an afternoon two weeks ago. In wow. an afternoon two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Is it a thick book? It is a children's book. Oh, okay. Well, that... <laughs> 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 that but I did write it, and as of a couple of days ago, I now have an agent, a book agent, which I haven't had in years, uh, who's going to sell it. That's oh. really cool. Yeah, yeah that's you. wonderful. What kind of kid's book is it? And, and <clears throat> are, you, are you one of those children's authors who is just like winging it? Or do you actually have some background where you're like, oh, I know a lot about children's psyche? Well, yeah, I was an after-school teacher for three years to ah. support my improv habit in Boston. And I've taught kids like various workshops in acting and writing. And mm-hmm. I wrote for kids' shows. That's how I got my start in the business. Uh-huh. Like Wishbone on PBS and the wobbulous world of Dr. Seuss. I, honestly, uh, that doesn't sound like enough to me. Yeah, you know, I should probably hold back, right? Yeah. So without spoiling it, like, what is your book about? Um, it's a genre of stories I used to tell my son when he was three years old and he had a long drive to preschool. And I just, so you, if you're a lazy parent like me, you invent a genre of story mm-hmm. so that you can just kind of fill in the blanks. And if it's satisfying to him, you know, you have your mind free to do things like not die in a car crash. And these were just stories about a boy who would want to do something really simple, like make a peanut butter and banana sandwich, mm-hmm. but there was no bread, and it would lead to a mouse offering to give him the bread if you do something for me. And it's led to this cascading series of events where at the very end, by performing some simple task all the way across town or on the moon, everybody's wish gets fulfilled, and he finally gets his sandwich. That sounds cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds like a, a Rube Goldberg of sandwich making. It's exactly what it is. So how do you, how, like, once you wrote the story, how do you pick um, who illustrates it or what you want the illustration? to look I like? really don't know. I have a next-door neighbor who I think is a fantastic illustrator, so I've kind of asked him if he's interested, but I'm told that's not really how it's done. What did he say when you asked? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, he, he's uh, he's an art designer for like really cool animation projects, mm-hmm. and so I love. So you lucked out. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just awesome. happened to be my next door neighbor. But if you've seen that show, Phineas and Ferb, ah. he designed the look for it. Wow! And that that movie, Iron Giant. Oh, that he's the art director on that. So it's like what? he's really talented. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. so you should Iron write Giant's like what well, uh, you could bust out a few hundred books a week. Yeah, that's one, my hope. One afternoon <laughs> after another. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A few hundred books a week. Just go for it. I like but your answer. answer. Okay. Your first spell. All right. Yeah, I liked your I, I liked your answer very much when I asked you uh, when's your next book due. Right there, I'm already doing it. <laughs> You're like I've been doing it. All right. All right, let's move on to question number three. Question number three is, I've heard you described as this. Do you believe it's true about yourself? Are you arrogant? Yeah. Yeah, I think I am. Uh, I think I'm more arrogant than most people and better at it. No, 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 but no, but, 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 but for serious, I think my persona is a persona of confidence. Uh-huh. And I think any anybody who chooses a persona, like, any of us here at this table. Right. Right. There's some of that is grounded in truth, right? And, uh, and I do think highly of some of my abilities. I, 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 uh, I totally understand where you're coming from. A lot of people have called me arrogant as well. And I do also have a, have a persona of, like, I've got it together, at least that I believe in myself. Right, right. It's self-confidence can come across as arrogance, but there's often arrogance mixed in there. In the classical description of arrogance... Uh, what how how do you fall into that like if if i if i read you the definition of what arrogant is can you tell me like how that applies to yeah you? yeah it might change my read, answer too yeah, I, haven't, I haven't heard I'll definition read it to you. yeah right if now. you don't mind waiting a few minutes while he googles it okay. you know what no, i'm going to no. turn the show over to dave for a second while i i look at the hey everybody welcome to the show <laughs> um here with my sidekick victor vernado give it up woo did you find it yet having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or abilities. Ooh. Oh, I would say abilities. Yes, importance. No, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really think I'm important. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm good at stuff, and maybe, maybe, and that pushes your confidence. I have. I have you on occasion you... believed that in myself to an extent mm-hmm. that was turned out to be not. Well, that's cool, man. You got to believe in yourself, you know. Or right. You... But you don't. You don't want to overestimate your abilities, and I've definitely done that. Yeah. I'm. I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, uh, everything is important and unimportant. Who describes me as arrogant? Uh, oh, I knew that was going to come up. Yeah, had to, didn't it? He's like, and just as everyone knows and says about you. <laughs> I, know, that's I was like, whoa. Oh, someone whose name that I'll bleep out, but he's he's not the nicest guy in the world, so who cares? Uh, I'll bleep out his name, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh! I am, I am proud to have been described as arrogant by that person. <laughs> He's never going to know when he listens to this episode. If I have judged him harshly, <laughs> hey, here comes another bleep. <laughs> Your question number four, though, is what would you rather be doing right now? Yeah, you know what? I'd rather be working. I have gone this last year when I've been underemployed. I've been I have been away from real time with Bill Maher now for a year. Mm-hmm. It's been a very difficult year. 
So at any point, in these, especially in these last six months, if you'd asked me what I'd want to be doing, it would be working. Okay, so now uh, you brought up uh, Real Time with Bill Maher. A lot of people... Uh, maybe who are listening don't know that you used to write for them for many, many for years. eleven seasons. Yeah, eleven wow. seasons. Yeah, that's uh, are the seasons are the seasons like one year. every year? One year. I Usually? started. I started in two thousand and seven. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, it's, and it was it was a great run. And then afterwards, afterwards, uh, you you dove into what first? Everything I wrote. I wrote. I think in the last year I've written six scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, Five for TV and one film. As you know, I've written a children's book. I've been out pitching things. I've had a few jobs writing a kids' show right now and uh, uh, made a pilot, a news-related pilot last month. But um, So I'm, I'm overworked and underemployed. Are you the type of person who enjoys uh, just having uh, your time open to write? Totally. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 but as a parent, I feel a little guilty about that because um, you know, I have to be putting bread on the table. For the kids, oh yeah, that's yeah, true. So exploring my own exploring my own creativity feels like a luxury that I've kind of had to have over the last year, mm-hmm. um, and it's been fantastic because you know you're a lot like me in that regard. You want to be creating things constantly. Absolutely, so, I'm a big uh, yeah. li- like to make stuff. Guy. Make stuff all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been a luxury that I almost feel bad about. You would rather be working than being on this show right now. Uh, you know what? You're, I, I have to reconsider because it's a Saturday, and I would like to think that I had my weekend uh, free to do stuff like this show. Right. So in a world where I have a good job, <laughs> I'm going to change my answer and say there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Well, okay. That's beautiful. All right. Now, because I see you and, right? and, and here in the audience, Eric Drysdale, I see you guys maybe twice a year at most. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely so happy. So I would have come you. here even if you weren't paying. And me. this is the first time we've ever seen each other. Right, and I've become a fan of yours through listening and I to your podcast. Yeah. Well, now, thank you for doing it. You're welcome. Is it possible that <laughs> is it possible that there's something somebody could have said to you yesterday where you would have been like, Victor, I have to cancel because I'm going to go do X? Yes. What would that I know exactly what, what that was because I was thinking about it earlier. Oh, what was it? Um, so. The Los Angeles Clippers are in town, right? Uh-huh. And I like the Clippers, but I'm a huge NBA fan, and I've, got, gotcha. I've been lucky enough to, to see a you know, game in the last week. Okay. And two days ago, I was in Orlando doing a Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and the, our guest was um, Aaron Gordon, the new forward for the Orlando Magic. Okay. I, Can, and, you realize that Victor knows nothing about— I know. I know, but I'm telling the story anyway. And, and do you, have you ever heard of the Clippers, Victor? Uh, yes, I have heard of the Clippers. It's the other L.A. team. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, the, the, the Clippers tweeted something this afternoon about being in Brooklyn tonight. Oh, yeah? And I tweeted back at them, oh, I should have hitched a ride with you guys. Plus, I was just in Orlando with my new bestie, and I added Aaron Gordon. Um, and there was a little thought as I was on the subway coming here that if the Clippers had tweeted me back that they were going to get me seats over at the Barclays Center, I would, I would not have come here. I would have gone. I had this little fantasy that somebody was going to read my tweet and offer me tickets to tonight's game, and I would have just stood you up. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I think that's honest. I'm going to give you the bell. Oh, it, it hurts, though. Even, though, sorry. even though I care nothing about sports, nor do I understand it. <laughs> well, actually, I do understand. So I, I play sports, but I, yeah. I just don't care about uh, sports. As Watching other people do sports, yeah. No, I don't. not a big fan of all of that. Um, it's time for question number five. Okay? Yeah. Question number five. I'm loving this. Star Wars or Star Trek? And why? This is an easy one. Yeah, it's Star Trek. Why? I've I've come off of Star Wars a little bit in the last few years. For one, the the, the 
there's too much material out there now. It, yeah. it's, it's spreading like the flavors of Doritos. Like you know, you can't you can't really keep a handle on what's where and what why. It's kind of sad. Disney's like uh, pulling back a lot on a lot of the stuff that they had planned because because of Solo. Solo and I don't know. It's just... funny because I just saw Solo and I loved it. I, I really? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet and I it, want to see cool. it. I, I just saw it. it cool. I watched it on a plane and I liked it enough to show it to my family when I got home. I was like, this is a decent Star Wars story. Oh, yeah. okay. Did I'm going like to check Rogue it out. One? I liked Rogue One. I don't, I don't, I don't know that, that Star Wars needs spoiler alert suicide missions. <laughs> they, they got enough of those. To make it a whole movie long suicide mission, I was like, that's a little, that's a little too much fanatics dying for their silly religion. I feel like Star Wars has suicide missions all the time, though. Yeah, but this was the whole movie. Everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah I liked uh, I liked Rogue One quite a bit. Um, and so I'm going to check out Solo, I guess, and figure out what I feel about that soon. You should. Oh, you yeah. should check it out. It's pretty cool. But you, all in you all. seen it, Dave? Of course. I've seen, I saw it in the theaters. Um, it kind of tells the backstory of how Han and Lando met. And, um, and Han and Chewie. It's really cool. Yeah. And how he, the Falcon comes into play. And yeah. Yeah, it's great. Are you guys Star Wars or Star Trek? What would you say in the studio audience? Star Wars. Star Wars uh, from Rebecca? Uh, Trek. Trek from <laughs> Eric. Uh, can I say one surprise. more thing about this? <laughs> no, no, of, course Eric, of course Eric's a Trek guy. Like, <laughs> what? What did you say, Gabe? Just Rogue One. Just, Just Rogue, Rogue One. Interesting. That's no, the, here, I want to say one more thing. Star yeah. Wars yeah. exists in this like really, really simple fairy tale uncomplicated moral universe and star trek it's a little more complicated they do stuff that actually involves science Mm -hmm. and philosophy and star wars is just you're good or you're bad and you should not be tempted to be bad because we like good i think i feel like star trek is moving more toward doing less of that yeah it is Like it's becoming like action glitzy silliness totally true totally true although um what was the the they had the the last Star Trek movie was kind of like a, a giant episode of Star Trek. It was like an away mission on a planet. Wait, it's it's the one where they're younger now, right? Is yeah, that they're all yeah, they're, 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 they're like Trek? two movies into the reboot now. Okay, I forget what it was called, but I, I believe it had like uh, it, it it had uh, a motorbike, like a flying motorbike. flying motorbike, and a, and a dome that was going to drain its air out or something. Right. Yeah, that was kind of garbage. <laughs> and this is what this is what you're behind, though. This I, is I, your, I am, I am, because this can, is a pony you you're flick picking. On, you can flick on the next generation on any given night, and there'll be this, this you know, whole episode about these nanobots that have developed a consciousness. Can I say something that, about uh, Star Trek, which is really fun to do? Uh, because of Netflix, it's really fun to watch the first and last episode of any Star Trek series. Really? You just watch the first episode of Voyager and then watch the last episode of Voyager. Or the first episode of Next Generation and the last episode. They're, they're, most of them are connected in some way, which is really funny. That's really nice. Yeah, and so when you watch the... In, in fact, in the first episode of uh, Next Generation... Uh, Q uh, does this trial, and then they get past Q. Uh, Q's like a godlike being who's a jerk. Okay, so <laughs> it's right. pretty much yeah, pretty mi- much it. He's Mister Mixaplip. He's godlike being who's a jerk, and he puts them on trial, humanity on trial, and they win the trial. But then, on the last episode of Next Generation, uh, he says the trial never ended, and so the last yes, episode the series it, has been a yeah. The yeah. whole series has been uh, been the trial. I really hope you edit the show. 
Because <laughs> we, we are so geeking out here. I hope what? you do edit this no, show. No, I do. I edit yeah. every I edit <laughs> every episode. Yeah. <laughs> he means he wants all of this taken out. <laughs> no, I don't there want it taken out. Just... There will be parts of it here and there. <laughs> I feel I, like we're disappearing up our own nerd name. You know, here. I'm not going to give you a bell on this, even though I've enjoyed this conversation. Oh. But I'll tell you why. It's because uh, you shit a lot more on Star Trek than you did on Star Wars, even though you picked Star Trek. You want me to shit more on Star? If you have the time, I can I can tell you that there's only two good Star Wars movies. There's only two good Star Wars movies. Yeah. Oh, there's applause. And from no, the you know, and, and 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 another two are okay. Which ones are the two? The two good, good ones are The Empire Strikes Back and that new one Solo. Those are both complete movies. Again, I'm a parent now. Mm-hmm. Show the movies to my kids, and they're. Only semi-impressed, and I'm sitting there watching really, really, especially in, in episodes four and six, really badly directed, poor acting. Mm-hmm. Like, like super bad. Like worse than Star Trek TV show acting. Uh, yeah, there is some bad acting in Star Wars. I, I, will, yeah. I will agree with that. But then there's also terrible acting in Star Trek. That's true. I mean, uh, Commander Riker is the worst. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's the worst. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I got to take terrible. that shot. <laughs> you know, those guys hung out and did summer theater together while they mm-hmm. were shooting that show. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that is actually pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, not to get me a bell. I no get bell. It. Okay. I'm sorry, but it's time to move on to question number six. <laughs> it's Twenty minutes too long time to do it. Question number six. Uh, using only facts, describe yourself in a way that makes you sound crazy. Oh, wow. Only facts. Only facts. Like, for for instance, for me, I, a fact that I would use would be... I, in fact, you know this fact. Like, I've spent time making a suite of Cthulhu-themed video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. So. Yeah, you did. <laughs> using only facts, describe yourself... In a way that makes you sound crazy. Just like my mom, I don't throw out shit that's probably bad. You mean food? In the kitchen, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, and I know I should, and I don't. I let it rot. Why? I don't know. Eventually, eventually it gets to a place where I'm like, that doesn't smell good. I'm going to throw it out. But like, if, if I see it on a Tuesday, I'm like, ah! Why am I why am I leaving dead things around? Well, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, that doesn't sound too crazy. A lot of people have rotting things in their refrigerator. I mean, yeah, but but human bodies? I know you're uh, yeah, joking about joking. having human bodies. That was just a joke. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a joke. I, I know it was just a joke. But it takes away from the reality that we're trying to get here. I, I understand. And well, I apologize. I mean, it, I mean, it's fine. I mean, if it were like, you know, top tier joke, uh-huh. I would be way behind it. Uh-huh. But it was like, you know, Tier human bodies. I mean, it was, it was fine. Sometimes I enjoy not showering just to see what I smell like. You're kidding. No. What? <laughs> no, it, it won't be when I'm going to be going out. Um, it won't be when I'm going to be going out. And it's not when my family's around. But if I'm going to be, like, alone in the house for a day and a half and I know I'm writing or something, uh-huh. um, I'll be like, yeah, no, let's just see. Like, have I started to develop old man smell? How would you know if you're always washing yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, that is uh, that's yeah. Okay, does that sound that, crazy? That Are sounds you? crazy. Are you that does. That smell. I think uh, you know what. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. I think I think the what's, way you smell things changes. What's the longest you go though in this? Experiment? Oh, it's it's never more than a day or two. So it's not as crazy as it should be. Mm-hmm. It's not Howard Hughes territory, but like yeah. And 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 um, I'll add to that that I sometimes have that, um, I guess delusion that maybe antiperspirants 
are for permanent. Hmm. Like I wear them every day. It's like, what if my armpits have lost the ability to produce to to secrete those things? Did you know that a lot of uh, in China uh, they don't sell deodorant in most uh, stores because Chinese people don't perspire the same. What do you mean they don't perspire the same? They don't stink. That's impossible. I watched a documentary and it was real, and I, I and I searched and I found out it was true. Like some what? Asian cultures, the like people don't perspire is the same dietary? way. Dietary? It's also it's or also is it, or is it like genetic? I I don't know. It's hooked up to, but it's also hooked to the way that the, your earwax is. Like your, your, if your earwax is more yellow, then you have bo. But if your earwax is more gray, then you don't. If your earwax is yellow, you have BO. <laughs> yeah. And if it's gray, you don't. I know. I must sounds insane. I must smell really bad because <laughs> mine's hella yellow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Just, it's, they're connected. All right. Like I, something that your I, body produces, the same thing that makes you stink is part of the same stuff that makes your earwax yellow. I know you're going to research this later. I, I'm totally going and, to research, and I'm skeptical. Which is, I, can I, you see that I'm not believing I, you? Really? I, I totally uh, honestly, get it. I'm going to tell you honestly. I feel like I'm the opposite of that. Why? I'm not very smelly, but I have yellow earwax. Why do you make us talk about this kind of stuff? I just... (laughs) What the hell? See, where it began, though, where it began was I was watching a documentary where someone was saying, when you go to China, these are things you should bring as an American to China, like you might be missing. And one of them was uh, antiperspirant or deodorant. And then he he just kind of like skimmed uh, the idea. So you can't buy it there? Because... Because in China, almost no places sell deodorant because uh, in China, people uh, don't uh, have the same body odor. And he just kind of like... I'm, I'm fascinated as to what, what's the cause of that. Because, you know, I have read somewhere that uh, in at least a couple of Asian cultures, they're, they're lactose intolerant mm-hmm. because there's just no cheese in their diet. I, I I would believe that, and then also I know Sad that I also geez. know that Gabe backed uh, me up on that one too. I also know that some uh, in some Asian cultures, like they have uh, extreme reactions to alcohol. Oh yeah, so maybe I mean it's possible. But if they ate cheese, would they smell? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the thing was, he started there. They kind of skimmed across it, and I right. went back and I was like, "What? What was that part?" And so that's when I. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I researched. No, I hear that. I would uh, do the same thing. I'm going to ring the bell because it was a spirited conversation, and uh, you did say something which made you sound crazy. So there's your bell. All right. All right. Wow. So we've asked six questions. Uh, now it's time to decide whether or not you're going to get $5. Uh, but before we do that, uh, do you want to tell people to uh, uh, listen to your podcast? Where do you want them to go out and find on the internet for you? Um, yeah, you know, podcast would be the thing I'd say. I mean, you could follow me if you want to be my stalker but otherwise nobody listens to paula poundstone it's a really fun podcast it's on the maximum fun network maximumfun.org mm-hmm. and i like it is it a, do you have a website connected to it or anything like that uh, i'm sure at paulapoundstone.com but just go to maximumfun.org go to ma- maximumfun.org yeah. nobody, and i've listened to nobody listens to, pa- listens to paula poundstone enjoyed myself quite a bit i'm going to tell everybody please go listen to that show all right, so let's uh, decide uh, whether or not Adam gets $5. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I think he gave you a pretty good answer on, you know, his favoring his male child. He was honest. Um, <laughs> he's probably going to hope that his daughter doesn't listen to this podcast in 10 years, which is a lot. Of so, years? A lot of years and, and a lot of something to, you know, you're yeah, going to have to worry about. I'm going to have to worry that, about yeah. that. So. He's going to have a lot of anxiety I'd for say the give day him the that five, she discovers this. 
<laughs> yeah, until she's like old enough to understand that she, you know, it's it's a lot Just to deal like with. When you're like maybe like 80 years old and your daughter walks into your uh, your deathbed, right? Well, let's let's assume not deathbed, your nah, resting you, room. I'm okay with deathbed. You're it's in your okay. resting room. Yeah, I'm not sure I want more than 85 years. And she's years. just like, Dad, why didn't you ever tell me you wouldn't trust me in a fight when I was six? Yeah, I'm gonna have to say because you were you were weak. <laughs> and it's just relative to her size. I want to say she can like Spider-Man like climb up a door frame. Uh-huh. Yeah, but in a fight? Nah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. What do you think down there uh Gabe Eric should he get $5, Adam? Um, yeah, I uh, learned a lot. I mean, he's got yellow earwax. Um uh, Solo and uh Empire Strikes Back, two best Star Wars movies. So yeah, five bucks. <laughs> Eric gave a thumbs up on the podcast. Uh yeah. Thumbs up verbally. What do you think, Rebecca? I have to help Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars loyalist. Loyal Star Wars. Oh, so that 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 would be a sticking point. Yeah, uh, yeah. That would be a sticking point. Uh, you know, we uh, recorded three shows today, yeah. and nobody has won five dollars so until far. now. Until <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, including you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'm just going to say. No five dollars for you. I'm also a Star Wars loyalist. Oh, this is this is actually you walked into a Star Wars. It's a trap. Yes, another is, predictable trap. This is the only. This is why time, I like Star Trek. This is the only time where we've had three episodes that we've recorded where nobody got five dollars. This is the only time this has ever happened so far. Wow, wow. nobody set a record, world record. Yeah, uh, it was worth it. It's very sad, but it was very very uh, glad to have you on the show. Actually, great job. Thank you so much. Thanks for doing it. Man. Thanks for it having awesome. me. So, Dave, what did you learn on today's show? Man, the, I feel like this Star Trek Star Wars battle is finally been resolved. <laughs> and I think people should finally just stop talking about it after they listen to this podcast. And, you know, like the Star Trek thing is just not going to work out. All right. Maybe that will be the case. Uh, you can find us at 6unseemly on all social media and unseemlyquestions.com. Please rate and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. Bye.